ready to unlock your team's full potential. AIM HR Solutions, rooted in the heart of Massachusetts, brings you tailored coaching and talent development services designed to elevate your business. With our personalized approach, you're not just investing in HR services, you're investing in the growth of yourself and your team. Discover the power of personalized coaching at AIM HR Solutions. Head to aimhrsolutions.com to learn more and start your journey towards success today. Welcome to Human Solutions, simplifying HR for people who love HR from AIM HR Solutions on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and this week we're talking all about your money. Okay, maybe we won't get into specifics about your money, but when we look at the broader economic headlines, it's easy to see how money might be on the brain these days. So let's talk about financial wellness. What is it? Why does it matter? And if you're in HR, why can a healthy financial wellness program enhance the overall well-being of your teams? Kirsten Hunter-Peterson from AIM Partner Fidelity Investments is here to talk about HR's role in helping their teams improve their financial wellness. Kirsten, welcome to the show. Thank you, Pete. I'm so happy to be here. I am. I'm thrilled to have you here. And and just in terms of a setup, one of the most interesting things that I've seen in the conversations that we've had this season on the show tends to be about how HR is being tasked with more than ever in terms of employee well-being. Right. We've talked about everything from mental health counseling. We've talked about drug and alcohol counseling. Like we've talked about a lot of things that 30 years ago, the workplace would not have touched. And financial wellness is another one that seems to keep coming up as a topic that employees are counting on their employers to help them figure out. So as a as a, a way to set the table for this conversation. Share with us what financial wellness means. And, and you know, obviously, you're not here to pitch Fidelity, but Fidelity has a, a, a point of view. What is how does Fidelity see financial wellness in the workplace? I am so glad you asked that, Pete, because I think a lot of folks think about financial wellness as just being how much money you have. And it's not about that. It's really about how you feel. We want you to feel good about your money. We want you to feel like you're on track with your goals. And that's going to differ person to person. So it's really about having peace of mind or working towards and taking steps to give yourself and your employees peace of mind. That's something that everybody can aspire to. And at Fidelity, we focus on four key areas that contribute to someone's financial wellness. And the first one is spending. So knowing what's coming in, what's going out on a monthly basis. The second one is debt. The third one is around protection. So that's things like insurance. And then lastly, savings. So that could be retirement. But as we know, there's a lot of things in life we have to save for. So that's a really important bucket too. And in terms of why I think employers are getting involved right now, you know, people's financial lives have become a lot more complicated. And with that, it becomes more challenging to navigate personal finances. Some of the factors that are contributing to this being top of mind right now is 
inflation and increasing costs of living, especially in in certain areas of the United States and, and even globally. Here at home and in the U.S., we have record levels of household debt. So that's putting even further constraints on people's wallets. And then another important factor that sometimes we gloss over is that many people out there don't have the financial knowledge to feel confident. And in fact, only about a third of U.S. adults have strong financial literacy skills. So we know people are dealing with really tough financial situations. Sometimes that's as fundamental as making sure ends are meeting at the end of the month. They don't know what to do and they don't know how to take the the next step to address those challenges. And so I think that's also contributing to why financial wellness is such a, a big and important topic right now. I'm super embarrassed to say this out loud, but I think it dates me that I when I went to high school, a required class was personal finance, like understanding how finances work in the household. And now my kids, it's optional, like they can choose just, you know what, I don't think I don't need to I don't need to take that class. It's Mm -hmm. it's okay, And that that I feel like gets to that last point, financial literacy and also potentially leads to what I think we're unveiling here, the symbiotic sort of relationship of of HR work and employees understanding overall sort of financial wellness as part of the bucket of all of the things that we're, we're trying to help employees improve in their lives. From your perspective and what you've seen working with your clients, how do finances impact employees' overall wellness? That, that's such a good question. Finances, as we know, can be really stressful, right? We can all relate to a situation where we have felt unease about money or an expense. At Fidelity, we've actually recently conducted research on what causes stress across different um, areas of people's life. That's finances, that's with their health, at work, and also in their personal life. And from this new research, we see some of the biggest stressors right now coming from inflation, cost of living. So those everyday financial needs, making sure ends are meeting. Another top stressor we see is around being able to meet your long-term financial goals, like retirement, for example. And I think these two stressors are connected because if so many folks out there are struggling with just the everyday, it can make it really difficult to then simultaneously focus on saving for your long-term future as well. So when we take financial stress or really stress of any kind we see it manifesting in different ways throughout our lives. Maybe it's keeping you from sleeping well. Maybe it's contributing to health problems. Maybe it's showing up in your life, like in your relationships or your friendships. Maybe it's even showing up at work. And this was a really interesting takeaway from this research. We didn't just ask about what was causing stress, but We also asked which stressors were impacting employees' ability to show up at work as their best selves. So for example, eight in 10 people said that inflation and cost of living was causing them stress. Half of those folks said that they were bringing that stress to work. So that means that they may be distracted at work, maybe they are finding it difficult to focus, or feeling unproductive at work. 
So stress can impact productivity. It can also impact employees' happiness and satisfaction with their job or, or at their organization, which, as we know, may lead to higher attrition rates. So what I really want to say here is all of these things that are contributing to employees' wellness and well-being can impact an employer's bottom line. So for all of the HR professionals out there, our big takeaway here is that finances obviously play a big role in your employees' health, but also in the health of your organization. I, I knew, of course, that, that you were going to say something like that. Like, I just had no idea the scope and scale of the impact that I- I individual employees were dealing with to the level of, you know, eight and 10 having the stress and four or half of those are, are bringing it to work. And I can see how just in terms of productivity, if you're stressed at work, I can see you might make decisions about how you do your job and how you choose to apply your time, even when you're on the job, to dealing with your financial stress. And that seems like a really direct bottom line impact. How does this play out when it comes time for employees to ask for help? Did your research get into any of the, you know, uh, do you know who, who to turn to for assistance kind of questions? Yeah, that, that's a great question as well. So finances, we know, are causing a lot of stress. And it can also feel really scary, right? And isolating. And yeah, right. And I imagine it's not something you're eager to say, hey, I'm having boss, I'm having financial problems. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, finances for so many people can feel like the monster under the bed that they just don't even want to look because they don't want to see what might be bad or uncertain. And a lot of the financial help that has been historically available doesn't always feel accessible to everyone, you know, things like jargon or feeling like you might have to pay fees. Mm -hmm. So employees are actually now going to a source where they already get a lot of support and information, and that's their employer. And they're proactively asking for financial help. Now, organizations out there for so long, many decades, they've been providing support for long-term financial goals, mainly retirement yeah, through sure. a retirement plan like you know, pension or mm-hmm. um, a defined contribution plan. But now we're seeing, because of all the trends that we're talking about, that that long-term support might not be enough for employees' holistic financial wellness and total well-being. A lot of employees actually need more help with those foundational aspects of financial wellness. Think, you know, creating a budget or managing their debt or even saving for emergencies, setting up that emergency savings account. In many cases, we see employees who don't have a solid footing in these foundational areas. It can actually keep people from saving for retirement, from saving at sufficient rates and leveraging that great employer provided retirement benefit that is table stakes for so many employers and their employees. What are HR company or HR organizations doing? It seems like we've we've got, you know, our, our HR pros who are listening to this are like, I, I'm already expected to be a jack of all trades. Like this is my job is to come in and be expected to know where everything is. How can I be expected to integrate a program that now helps with this completely new area that we're not accustomed to to dealing with. You're 
You're so right, Pete. And that is a sentiment that I hear almost every day from HR professionals. You know, they are the ones who are on the front lines of meeting the needs of employees and addressing these very real concerns. And I would say, particularly over the last, you know, three and a half years, really since the pandemic, the evolution of what is considered in scope for HR departments has expanded dramatically and it can feel really overwhelming. Uh, one, one example I point to is that we find in the research that a top priority for employers this year was improving employee well-being. Now, that's not just a priority for the HR department or the talent group. That's across the entire business. These are strategic organizational priorities. I don't know how many, how many of us would have anticipated that kind of evolution where the HR department is being risen up to, to cover so many different things, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago. So the time scale is the, is the operative term there, right? Like mm-hmm. over three years, we're seeing a, such a tectonic shift in expectations. Absolutely. I mean, HR professionals, let's be honest, have a ton on their plate and many of them have taken it in stride and thought of solutions like adding new benefits to their benefits packages or their total rewards program over the last you know three and a half years, really since the pandemic. But they can't be expected to be an expert on everything. And I would say, particularly when it comes to employees' finances and financial wellness, HR shouldn't be an expert in this area. This is where I would encourage folks to really lean into their retirement providers and or financial wellness service providers to play that role. They are trained professionals working in this space, and they are happy to take that work off your plate. That is their job. So when employees are coming to their HR folks and and to your point, to their financial wellness outsourced experts. What are they looking for specifically? Are they coming because they're already in, you know, trouble with debt or or are they looking for the more mundane, I just need to learn how to manage my my finances better? What's the scope of requests? Do you have a sense of that? Well, in keeping with the theme of our last question, I would say the scope is very broad and Everything, ranges right. <laughs> from <laughs> exactly what folks want to hear. Um, it ranges from those fundamentals, like I mentioned, budgeting, managing debt, saving for emergencies, to the other side of, you know, when I'm in retirement, maybe how, how should I think about spending my money? How should I think about creating income streams? Specific topics that are getting a lot of attention right now are on how do I pay down my high interest credit card debt? Or what are some strategies that I can look at? And that shouldn't be a surprise because household debt is at an all time high. Another topic we hear a lot about is should I rent or should I buy? You know, the housing market and the rental market um, are both extremely challenging right now. And so that is a specific topic people are looking to. And it's even, you know, questions like, how much should I be saving for retirement amidst all of my other financial priorities? And should I think about saving at different levels throughout different phases of my life? 
So those are some of the the key, more specific topics that employees are, are going to their to their HR departments about. And I will also say, this fall, one of the biggest topics, problems, questions folks are getting is around student debt, and that's because at least for folks who have federal student loans, they have not had to repay those loans for the last three and a half years. And those repayments are starting uh, or have started as of October. So any employee out there who has federal student loans is probably thinking right now, how, how am I going to free up money in my budget to repay that monthly debt? Should I be thinking about other repayment strategies that could be better for my situation? Should I think about consolidation or applying for federal programs? This is a really timely challenge for folks and something that employees are going to their HR departments about and also coming to Fidelity about. It's an interesting thing watching the the switch get flipped in October. It was so great to have a little space during COVID to not have to pay those back. But who knew that it would come back on in a period of high inflation and increased economic uncertainty? I can see why those questions are bubbling up to uh, to HR and to Fidelity. This economic uncertainty is is one that I, I think is a is a button to push, but also a button that gets pushed differently depending on the kind of organization you run. I know we have manufacturing organization partners, we have digital partners, we have all kinds of partners, but I, I my hunch is you don't even offer a, a one size fits all sort of solution. What do you recommend organizations? How do you recommend sort of the the mental model for organizations to think about what sorts of services best fit their teams? Really great question, Pete. And and I think I think what you're getting to is that you know no no two companies look alike. Employees all have different needs. And so we have to keep that in mind when thinking about the type of information that we're delivering in terms of topics or even channels. So how we're actually reaching employees. For HR professionals out there, you might notice certain trends based on the industry that you're in or groups of employees that you might employ. Think about, do you have a lot of young employees or more tenured, more mature employees who are thinking about retirement? Maybe you employ a lot of women, maybe caregivers, and even first-generation employees who might not just be thinking about financial planning for themselves or their immediate families, but maybe for their extended families and even communities that they're supporting as well. Employees are all different. They have different lives. We have different responsibilities and goals that contribute to how we think about our money and the decisions that we make. So it's critically important to offer a variety of resources so that everyone can benefit in some regard. And so when we're thinking about the actual resources that can be delivered, that can come in the form of articles, maybe workshops that could be in person or virtual, resources like tools and calculators, especially when thinking about you know, student debt or that question of, should I continue to rent or maybe buy a home? All of this variety in resources is really, really important to make sure that you're delivering help in a way that makes the most sense 
for your employee population in general and your individual employees. I was talking to an HR manager just last weekend at an event, and they were so frustrated because one of the resources that they offer as a benefit to all their employees was was paid at Comp Access to Mint, the the financial tool from Intuit. And Intuit announced recently that they're canning Mint. It's going away. And he's saying, I don't know. Now I have to go search again. There's just like there are now what tool do I replace Mint with? It had a unique set of features. And now he's in research mode again. That is an interesting thing, right? That you have this benefit that's dedicated to financial wellness that's helped a lot of people in the company and is going away, not for any fault of their own. Uh, and, and it puts, again, what we were talking about earlier, the, the onus, the responsibility of finding the best tools on people who don't necessarily have the expertise to do that job. But in a small company, mm-hmm. what do they do? Pete, that, that's such a a timely question you're getting. And and I saw that in the news as well. When I think about the types of services that are really popular and valued by employees, I'm thinking about ease of use and convenience and also that personalization factor. So aggregating information from different sources so that people can see their entire financial picture in one view, don't have to go to, you know, a dozen different places. So for HR professionals out there that are thinking about the best types of financial wellness services to offer, I would think about the employee and what is going to be convenient and easy for them to use and also potentially around that aggregation factor as well. So I I want to switch to a mood of optimism a little bit, if I may, right? We've talked about all of the signals that things are hard and it's economic uncertainty and all of that. And, and you know, we open this conversation with how long it has sort of taken, uh, you know, em- employees and HR teams to figure out how to expand the way they think about uh, financial wellness beyond just long-term solutions. So let's take as writ that it has taken a while for us to kind of wrap our heads around what we need to do to best support financial wellness programs. What gives you a sense of optimism that we're doing things right, that we are actually helping the people who need it in in terms of of building workplace plans that support financial wellness? I kind of love that question. And if it's okay, I'm just, I'm I'm thinking back a few years because workplace plans have evolved quite a bit over the last, you know, decade, decade and, and a half, maybe to make it easier for people to enroll, to get on track with sufficient savings rates as more choice has shifted to the employee. And there's been so many great innovations like auto solutions, for example, you know, auto enrollment, auto increase, auto escalation programs. And then even for folks who are living in retirement, there's been innovations around that decumulation phase, retirement income solutions, that type of thing. But, and we keep talking about, there's there's still a lot of obstacles for many people to be able to save at recommended amounts. And there's so much so many pressing things that can get in the way of that, like you know, paying bills, putting food on the table, making sure you're you're making your monthly debt payments. Now, 
at Fidelity, we started to notice these trends many years ago, and that was actually the genesis of us creating financial wellness resources for employees. Because a lot of workplace benefits weren't out there in the space and employers hadn't been involved in this space either. Their goal was to prepare employees for retirement. And frankly, they were doing a great job. But it can take a long time for trends to be recognized and addressed and then scaled and really become part of the mainstream. And the part of the reason why that's happening right now is that financial challenges have just become such a large part of so many people's lives. But on the flip side, on the optimistic side, while it might feel like it's taken a long time, I am so encouraged by the amount of interest and support that we are seeing from organizations. They are proactively investing in these financial wellness programs because they want their employees to have the information they need and be confident making good financial decisions ultimately in the hope that they can reach financial freedom and also retire on their own timeline, on their own terms and with dignity. So I'm really, really encouraged by by what I'm seeing proactively from employers out there. Yeah, it seems like, the, especially over the last three years, the the rate at which employers are flipping the switch on mm-hmm. new programs is, I, I mean, it is, it feels like it's becoming, so we have healthcare, we have, uh, you know, we, we have uh, general wellness programs, and now we have financial wellness, and that's just part of the program. It's, it's our expectation. And I, I think part of what's changed too over the last few years is that we are beginning to recognize that wellness and overall well-being is comprised of so many different areas of someone's life. It's not just your physical health. It's also your emotional health. It's your mental health. It's your financial health. So HR departments in particular have kind of spearheaded this idea that if we want a workforce that feels well and has high well-being, we're on the front lines of that. We have to create different benefits, different support systems and infrastructure to be able to make sure that our employees are well and that they have the resources they need at the times when they'll need it. As much as you work with uh, employers who are figuring out what their programs are, let's just run through 8 a.m. day one, HR pros sit down at their desk, they're looking at their financial wellness programs. What do you want to encourage them to make sure they're not missing from their general programs? What are the what are like the the top three that you gotta get right? Well, I would say start with the retirement plans. Then thinking more specifically around financial wellness, I would make sure that you have those fundamentals covered. So budgeting, managing debt, saving for emergencies, and then on the back end. How are we going to support our employees into retirement and through retirement? It's really important for HR professionals to think about the specific or the key challenges of their unique workforce. So for instance, if you notice your employees are struggling with healthcare expenses, medical bills, think about something like an FSA or an HSA. If you notice that your employees are struggling with student debt, think about different workplace benefits in that regard. 
similar with emergency savings, similar with caregiving support. The great thing about a lot of these financial benefits are that they also support employees' overall wellness and total well-being, but you have to be offering the right benefits for your workforce, and that differs organization to organization. Well, and you said workshops, and I keep thinking workshops, 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 like what a great opportunity for HR to level up by teaching how to best use the the plans that you do offer. And that's really the bottom line, I think, for HR pros is, you know, figure out, you know what you offer, make sure your teams and your employees know exactly how to use it best. Absolutely. And, and you know, I haven't talked too much around engagement, but benefits are only as great as the people who are using them and benefiting from them. So if you're offering something that is really out there to help your employees, but they're not using it or they're not getting the value, that's something to think about as well. And part of it might be, you know, the content you're delivering is great, but maybe you're not delivering it in the best way for those employees. So thinking about engagement and delivery of financial wellness programs Employees need relevant information in a way that makes sense to them and delivered at the right time. So Pete, for some folks, workshops might be the best thing. For other folks, maybe it's an online experience. Maybe it's a mobile app where they can educate themselves. One thing that I'll call out is that a lot of folks like to learn on their own but they want to speak with someone before they actually take the next step or make a decision. So it's really important to not just offer a variety of financial wellness topics and resources, but really thinking about the delivery um, and the channels that you're that you're reaching employees with is just as important. It's all TikTok all the time. That's what I'm hearing you say, Kristen, right? Just TikTok. <laughs> Everything some should people, be on TikTok. Yeah. yeah, be ready. Be ready for the TikTok financial wellness program. <laughs> Kristen, this is fantastic. I know it. it is. We're, we're coming up on, it's got to be your favorite time of year, right? January, oh, absolutely. Financial Wellness Month. Do you have, I mean, <laughs> is there a part of their festivities? Is there cultural stuff I need to know about? How? What kind of lights do I adorn my house? <laughs> well, if you're like me, we keep the holiday lights up well through January. And part of that is because I'm in Boston and it's, it's just so dark here. Yeah. But <laughs> no, to your point, January is Financial Wellness Month. So now in this time frame, it's great to consider offering access to financial wellness tools and encouraging your employees to use these tools. A lot of people out there think about that January time frame as a great time for New Year's resolutions. Many of those are financial. So get ahead of your employees who might be setting those resolutions or encourage them to set them. And Fidelity will have a wealth of resources available to people during January, but also through through the whole year. Um, so come and come and check them out. Outstanding. We've got links in the show notes. And you know, have you ever considered just like a cake or cupcakes? You could just bake five dollars in a cupcake, and that's a financial <laughs> wellness cake. I'm just I'm just blue sky ideating here, Kirsten. You can take these ideas; they're yours. Whatever you need to do, financial wellness cakes. Uh, probably won't see them on the website either. But well, well, you idea. never know. You can you can yeah. claim it as your idea come January if you see it. <laughs> 
<laughs> hit the kitchen, everybody. Uh, Kirsten, this has been a, a real treat. Thank you so much for for hanging out with me and teaching what is going on in uh, financial wellness programs. It's really great. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Pete. And thank you to everyone listening. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for downloading and listening to the show. We sure appreciate your time and your attention. Look for those links on the website or again, swipe up in your show notes and um, uh, and you'll see all of the links and you can ask us questions. We'll get questions to past guests and, and, uh, and uh, we'll get them answered right on the show. So send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. On behalf of Kirsten Hunter-Peterson, I'm Pete Wright, and we will be back right here next week on Human Solutions, simplifying HR for people who love. HR.